There's a word from the Lord this morning as we began a new series of messages. The series is entitled God's Stimulus Package. God's Stimulus Package. This is the first message in this series. The text for this first message is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43 and verses 1 through verse 2, and we are reading from the New Living Translation. The book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 1 and verse 2, from the New Living Translation. God's stimulus package is the series. We pray that you call a neighbor and a friend, uh, get in touch with someone and tell them to join us join you on social media as this word goes forth. One of the things that I've discovered through all of this is that this is not a time for any local ministry to build their brand, but this is a time for all of us to just share the gospel. I am so proud of all the ministries from the very small ministries that are on their cell phone, Facebook live, sharing God's message to the larger ministries that have the capabilities of sharing it through high-definition cameras all over the world. Wherever you are, however you're doing it, you are doing God's work, and God gets the glory. So I salute all of you and say that we are all in this together. Verse 1 of chapter 43 of the book of Isaiah. The text reads, but now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. When translations say, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. Thank you, Lord. You are mine. Verse 2, when you go through deep waters, <laughs> I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk, listen to this, through the fire of oppression, when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Once again, the series is entitled God's Stimulus Package. This is the first message, and this message, the subject for this first message is simply when you go through. When you go through. Now, do me a favor. At the beginning of this message, we said this to our 8 o'clock uh, audience, and, and so many of you responded. I want you to take out your cell phones, your iPads, whatever social media outlet you use and send someone a message right now that simply says, I'm going through this. 
and tell them I will go through this. After the service, I received the text uh, from a good brother all the way from Chattanooga, Tennessee, who sent me a text that says, Pastor, I will go through this. And so I just want you to know that no matter where you are, you will go through this. Listen, by definition, a stimulus package is a package of economic measures put together by a government in order to stimulate a floundering economy. Stimulus package, we've heard a lot of it. On March the 27th, 2020, the president signed into law what is known as the CARES Act, the Coronavirus Economic Stimulus Program. It was a $2 trillion stimulus program signed into law. The goal of that stimulus package and the goal of a stimulus package is to increase demand through increased employment, through consumer spending and investment. In other words, it is to stop what is a bad situation from becoming a worse situation. As I heard someone say on MSNBC, it is to keep a recession from becoming a depression. It is to keep someone from literally falling off the edge. And so the goal is to stimulate the economy, to put an infusion of investment into the economy. Two trillion dollars. Such programs as the Payroll Protection Act, Small Business Loan, other programs that were designed uh, to help businesses and to help individuals. Many of you perhaps began receiving your stimulus check in the mail. The purpose was to put an infusion of capital or resources in your house so that you would not have to be foreclosed on, so that you will in some way keep up uh, with the expenses associated with what you need to do uh, to support your household. It has been around for a while. It was done in 2009 after the Great Recession. It is a bipartisan act. It is one of the good things that uh, has come out of this, is that what is uh, normally a very partisan situation or uh, atmosphere became very supportive of each other to actually get that done. The basic objective of a stimulus package is to reinvigorate the economy and prevent or to reverse a recession from going out of control. Now that's an economic stimulus package. That is uh, a package uh, that is put together so that this economy will not ultimately collapse and so that people will have some way of making it through all of this. But here's what God said. <laughs> As I was reading and seeing all the reports of the $2 trillion economic stimulus package, 
God says, I need you to remind people that I, too, have a stimulus package, that I have a package that's not based on economics. It is not based on the basic principle of fundamental economics. It is a spiritual stimulus package. Because don't you know that even if there's more money in your bank account and there is no joy in your spirit, you're still depressed. Don't you know that even if you can keep your lights on, <laughs> but your joy has been snuffed out, that the enemy still wins. And God says, Dara, I need you over the next several weeks to say to the audience that may be viewing you wherever they are, uh, that I will give and I will put into their lives an infusion not of capital or cash, but I will put, listen to this, God spoke, I will give them an infusion of my word. In the midst of what they're going through, I'm going to share my word with them. They will sense my presence unlike they have ever done before. And in the midst of walking through the valleys of depression and all the other things, God's word will lift us up. God says in the midst of, of going through and on the verge of giving up, I, I will not send you a check in the mail. I'll send you something greater than a check in the mail because you do know $1,200 does not last forever. It eventually runs out. So you have nothing. But God says, I'll give you something that can be renewed every day. Jeremiah puts it like this in the book of Lamentations. It is of the Lord's mercies that we have not been consumed. His compassion faileth not. It is renewed every morning. <laughs> Great is thy faithfulness. In other words, every morning you wake up, you can go to your spiritual bank account. And God said, I would have made a deposit there on your behalf. I'll keep joy in your life. I'll give you something whew, that the enemy cannot take away. And so I said, Lord, help me. Help me as I put this together. Help me as we share your word. God says, okay, the first message of this series, I want you to talk about the power of perseverance as one of the components to my stimulus package. And I said, I've got you, God. He says, I want you to speak of the power to endure, the power to take a licking and keep on ticking, the power to go through everything that comes your way. God said to me, say, to those that are viewing, that when we speak of perseverance, we are speaking of that endurance, that power to get knocked down, get up again, shake yourself off and say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. To, to endure in spite of life's difficulties. That is what God has given us through all of this. Folk will perhaps look at you and wonder, how are you going to make it? One of the questions that I have often been asked over the last 
several weeks is, is why, Pastor Jackson, would God ever allow something like this to happen? I get that. I've had people call me. I've had them message me. I had them say, please help me understand this. I love God. I trust God. But why would God allow anything like this to happen? Uh, the question seems to be even more perplexing to some who are believers, some who are people of faith, especially, listen to this, when they see other believers so gravely ill, so sick, and going through so much, and even some who have unfortunately, sadly, passed away. We've had pastors to die. Uh, two pastors that I know very well. One pastor in this city served as a mentor for me for many, many years. Pastor Sam Goodwin, the pastor of Steadfast Christian Center, coached at South Carolina State, Wichita State, and at Booker T. Washington, legendary figure in Richland County, just a few weeks ago, lost his life. And then just on last week, Wednesday of last week, his wife passed away. She passed away on the 36th day that represented the 36th year of their church's founding. 36th church anniversary. On that very day, first lady of that ministry, the founding uh, first lady of that ministry passed away. I talked to her sister and others, and they said it's so hard. Their daughters are now in quarantine. It is so hard. And so I understand the perplexity of those who are just wondering, why God? Why would you ever allow something like this to happen? But there are those who perhaps somehow feel that as people of faith, as believers, we should be exempt from going through something like this. That the Lord should not ever allow us to have to go through what everyone else seems to be going through. But here's what God told me, and I have prayed over this so much. And God said to me, Dara, on Sunday morning, I want you to pose this question. He says, the question is not, will we ever have to go through anything? But here is the real question. Will we have the perseverance? Will we have the endurance? Will we have the strength to come through it and still praise me? Can we take the worst of situations? Can we be highly disappointed in what's going on and still know that I am still a good God? God said to me, I need you to share with him this scripture in Job chapter 14 and verse 1. The New King James says, he that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. I need you to let them know that I've never said that they would not have to go through anything. In fact, the New Living Translation 
puts this same scripture in Job 14 and 1 this way. The New Living Translation says, how frail is humanity? How short is life? Now listen to this. How full of trouble. And God says, remind everyone that although I am with them, I've never said that they don't ever have to go through something. I've said that life will be full of trouble. And then I was reminded of what Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 16 and verse 33. For Jesus tells his disciples just before his crucifixion in what is called the upper room discourse. And he shares his last thoughts with them. He gives them his last sermon, his final discourse. And Jesus says to them, and I paraphrase this, the New Living Translation says, here on earth, they will have many trials and sorrows. He told them that you will have many trials and sorrows. But look how this verse ends. He said, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I want you to know that in this world, you're going to have to go through something. I want you to know that in this world, some mornings you're going to wake up and things will not go your way. I want you to know that in this world, you are going to have to bury some loved ones. In this world, you're going to have to wake up and your economic situation may have turned upside down. But take heart because I have overcome the world. In other words, God says, if you trust me and stay with me, I, I will stimulate your spirit that folk will never understand why you have not lost your mind. I, I, I tell you, as I began to talk to the family members who lost uh, a husband and a wife, uh, they lost a brother and a, uh, and a sister-in-law, and, and, and they lost a sister and daughters and sons, lost a dad and a mom within 10 days. I told the Lord, Lord, that's hard. I, I, Lord, it's hard. How do, you, how do you deal with that? And God said, I am a very present help Woo. in the time of trouble. And so perhaps somebody is watching right now. Someone in the state of New York who buried loved ones. Someone right now who can't even get to the nursing home to check on your loved ones. Someone whose loved one is somewhere in ICU hooked up to a ventilator and you can't even get there to hold their hands. And the enemy says, how are you ever going to come through this? But I stopped by to tell somebody that God is still good all the time. And all the time, God, in fact, this is a good time, wherever you are, to put a praise on what you're going through. This is a good time for you to lift those hands in your house and walk around your yard and do whatever you've got to do and tell God you still trust him. This is a good time for you to praise God like you've never praised God before. If we were in church, we would take a praise break 
in which you will lift your hands and open your mouth and say, Lord, I love you. Woo. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Anybody can praise him when things are going your way. But can you bless the Lord at all times? Ooh. God says, I know what you're going through, but I haven't forsaken you. I have not forgotten you. And now we come to this text. Uh, Isaiah chapter 43. Uh, in this text, uh, God challenges the people of Israel through the prophet Isaiah. Uh, remember that the book of Isaiah is a unique book because chapters 1 through 39 talk in present tense. Chapters 40 through 66 talks about the future. God sends a prophetic. Only God can console you about what you're going to have to go through. Uh, not even what you're currently going through, but God says, I'll send your word. And, and, and chapter 40 has that iconic passage in the latter part of chapter 40 in which the prophet asked the rhetorical question that God asked, has thou not known? <laughs> has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth, fainteth not? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to the young that have no faint. He increaseth their strength. But this is the part I like. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In other words, God says, I'll give you a word even before you come out of what you're going to have to go in, that it's going to be all right. And so God begins to continue through Isaiah to speak to the people of Israel, and the Babylonians were on the horizon. They were about to invade Israel, and they were going to burn the temple. They were going to take into captivity the brightest, the youngest, uh, the most successful young adults that Israel had, and they were going to take the worshipers and the praisers. And here's what the enemy does. The enemy says, if I change your situation, will you still be able to praise me. We find that in Psalms 137, in which these young praisers of Judah were by the rivers of Babylon, and they say, there we hung up our musical instruments, and those who led us into captivity asked us to sing the songs of Zion, and they declared, how can we sing? God's song 
in a strange land. I'm so proud of these praise team members, these worship leaders, these band members, and all of them for the last five weeks, uh, they've still praised God. We had an anointed praise in here with nobody in the sanctuary, just praising God like the place was full. Because let me remind you of something if I can. Our praise has never been predicated on the size of the audience. Your praise is never predicated on who's around you to, worship, to watch you worship God. In fact, you ought to be giving God your best praise wherever you are with a spoon in your hand, with a vacuum cleaner cleaning the floor, washing the dishes. You ought to be able to say, God, I praise you. God, I thank you. And so here's what, here's what happens. The people of Israel, they were about to be led into captivity. The Babylonians were coming uh, to take over their land. But God sends a word. Mm, hear me, somebody. God sends a word. God's word always proceeds his provision. In other words, God says, before I'll send provision, I'll send a word. So he calls the prophet Isaiah, and in chapter 43 and verse 1, knowing terrible hardships were about to happen, and they were on their way in the midst of what would be a horrific situation. God drops this word into Isaiah's spirit. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says this, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. <laughs> I have called you by name, you are mine. In other words, God said to them that your deliverance is personal to me. I know you. I know your down settings. I know what you're going through. I know your fears. I, I know how you feel at night, shut up by yourself, wondering, Lord, is this coming to my family? And God says, but I, I've got a word for you that I have redeemed you. I will call you by name. You belong to me. In other words, my brothers and sisters, your deliverance to God is personal. God said, it's personal. I, I, I won't let you go through this by yourself. It's personal because I, I, I know your name and you belong to me. You are my people and I've got something that I need to share with you because I know it's about to get rough and your situation is about to change. But look at verse 2. God shares these most powerful words that are found in Isaiah chapter 43 
and verse 2. Listen to what he says. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Then he goes on to say, when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. God speaks prophetically to his people and say, your situation is about to shift. And things are going to get a little rough in your life. But I want you to know that your process is not your destination. I want you to know that what you're going through is not where you're going to end up. Good God almighty. I'm talking to somebody right now, wherever you are, I'm looking you in the eyes. And God says what you're going through is not what's going to end up being your destiny. In other words, this is a part of making you into something better than what you've ever been before. Somebody ought to praise God. Somebody ought to clap those hands and give God your best praise. Somebody ought to say, Lord, I thank you because my process is not my destination. Now, Look at this. Three things in verse 2 that I want to point out. Three key takeaways in this one verse that God speaks to us that we need to see. And then we can all rejoice over these. The first is this. The word when is used three times in this one verse. Three times in this one verse, the word when is used. He says, when you go through the rivers, when you go through the fire, when you go three times, the word when is used. What is also noteworthy, my brothers and sisters, wherever you are, is this. The word if is not used once. In other words, God says, I never said, Pastor Mac, to them, if you ever go through anything. God said, I said, when you go through it. (laughs) So in other words, the enemy cannot catch you by surprise. Now, no one could have predicted coronavirus, but I did know something would come. (laughs) Did not know what it would be, but I had always known that we're going to have to go through something. And to those of us who are children of God, God prepares us in advance. Think about what your life involved prior to this virus. Think about how your prayer life increased, how God somehow made you stay on your knees a lot longer 
than what you had known. How you found yourself praying for loved ones even more intensely than you've ever done before. Not even knowing what was coming, but you knew something would come. You knew that somehow if we lived in this world, we would eventually have to go through something. And so the first key point in this second verse is the word when. When you, three times, when you, when you, not if you. And so when you, when you lift your hands this evening, you ought to say, Lord, I, I did not know exactly what it would be, but I knew I had to go through something. Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust you. The word if has never been used. So God says, I prepared you for this. Think about how God has prepared you for this moment. Some of your prayer lives are now stronger than what it has ever been before. Because God says, I was preparing you for the when and not the if. Second key observation is this. The word through is also used three times. First, the word when, and then look, the word through is used three times. This word suggests perseverance. It suggests endurance, no matter the obstacles. The word through means not being stuck. It means I'm going through this constant moving. It means I will, listen to this, I will get to the other side of this. Woo. Somebody ought to praise God. This too will pass. The struggle will eventually be over. When it's inevitable. Through means you're coming out of it. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, in the midst of what I'm going through, I want to declare and decree that I am coming through this. That's why earlier we said send a message to somebody that I'm coming through this. Uh, it may be difficult now, but I, you have to declare it before it is over. Anyone can rejoice over a testimony, but can you rejoice when a testimony is being formed, when a testimony is still in the process of becoming what it would actually become. Can you praise God going through? Can you, in the midst of a valley experience, say, Lord, I thank you. I know you're able to do it. And if you choose not to do it, I still know that you're able. Somebody, wherever you are, ought to give God, I'm coming through praise. Come on. Somebody right now, lift those hands and give God, I'm coming through praise. Somebody right now, stop what you're doing. 
lift those hands and say, Lord, in the midst of all of this, whoo, come on, come on, come on. Help me praise him. Let us praise him. Let us praise him. Coming through. Coming through. Listen. You ever been, have you ever been in a crowded place and you have a right to be at the front of the line and you come a little late and there are those who got there before you but because you had reservations to be there up front uh, although they may be in front of you we usually say this excuse me coming through <laughs> can I get a witness is there anybody right now that want to give God an excuse me I'm coming through lift your hands throw your hands in the air and tell somebody excuse me excuse me excuse me excuse me excuse me I am coming I wish you were in here to praise God. So praise team, media team, y'all gonna have to help me praise God. The reason I can say, excuse me, I'm coming through because I've got reservations. In other words, I have reserves in somebody reserved for me the right to cut through the line and come through all the clutter. So try it one more time. Put your hand in the air and tell, tell the devil, excuse me. Woo! Excuse me. Excuse me. Come on up here, praise team, y'all. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Y'all, come on. I've got to praise. And I got to get it out. I've got to praise. And I got to get it out. I praise God because I'm coming through this. I'll praise God because I'm coming through this. I have a reservation with my name on it. Say this too will pass. This too will pass. Come on, Bill, I gotta praise. Everybody, come on! I gotta pray. 
wish you were here. But wherever you are, take 30 seconds to lift your hands and give God your best praise. Listen. Put your hands in the air. Tell somebody, excuse me. I'm coming through. The third and the final point, I haven't forgotten. The Lord promised you that when you go through, he will be there with you. The third and the final point, God promised you that when you go through, he would be there with you. Now listen to this. As we prepare to conclude this message, I would like to encourage all of us doing these very difficult times to know this stay encouraged and to know that included within God's stimulus package is the power to persevere to endure to get knocked down but to come out not only are you coming through but God's pulling you through Come here, Brother Anthony. I'm going to show you this example. Come on, musician. Do this. Hold my hand, brother. So here is, this is you. And this is what God's doing. God says, just in case (laughs) you want to get stuck there. And just in case the enemy doesn't want you to come through, I'm doing this. Pulling you through. Somebody ought to clap those hands now. Come on, Cedric. Come on, praise team. God's pulling you through. You wouldn't have come through by yourself. I must confess. Can I confess? I don't know if I would have made it back by myself. But I'm so glad that in the midst of all of this, here is God pulling you. He's pulling you. God is pulling you. Through, through all I've gone through brother Todd Delaney writes uh, it was you Lord it was you pulling me through Ooh, through all I've gone through Lord it was you that was pulling me through when I stumbled when I cried when I felt like I wanted to die when my friends turned and they walked away you were right here Lord right here to stay somebody wherever you are lift those hands and Lord say Lord it was you pulling me through I'm here to tell you that we all have had some help Uh, there were some mornings I wondered if I could even get up and I wondered how, how would this be Lord I don't know if I can go five straight weeks, Sister Marsha. And, and, and it's not the same. How is this going to be? And God says, I'll pull you through. Ooh. I got up this morning, Mac. I got dressed. And I said, Lord, how long is this going to last? God said, don't worry about it. I'll pull you through it. <laughs> You've got to go through it. Somebody, wherever you are right now, God says, I'm pulling you through. Come on. Ooh. Through it all. Yeah. I have gone through. Right now. Lord, it's been you. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. 
through all, through all I have gone through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, it was you. It was you, Lord. Yeah. It was you. <laughs> it wasn't the government. It was you. It wasn't the state or the federal government. Through. It was God that pulled me through. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, it was you. It was you, Lord. Yeah. Lord, it was uh, you. Yes, Lord. Yeah. me through. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Through it all, Ooh. I had. Lord, it was you. Oh, Lord, through it all. Lord, it was Hey, it was you Lord, nobody pulled me through I believe, I believe Lord, it was you Lord, pulling me through Come on, somebody just say When I stumbled When I cried, when it felt like I wanted to die, and when all my friends they walked away, walked away, you were right here, right here, right here. Lord, it was you, nobody but you, pulling me through, pulling me through.
listen God's stimulus package <laughs> includes the power to persevere power to go through your darkest valleys and know that God will never walk out on you in the midst of a very difficult time I can't imagine what my brothers and sisters that are in New York are going through right now. Ooh, can't imagine what thousands have lost their lives. But I do know this, that one day this too will pass and God will give you the strength to say you came through for a reason you didn't come through by yourself third takeaway from this message was that God will be with us not only will he be with us literally spiritually God says I'll pull you through I'll catch you by the hand pull you through it reminds me of the story of Sodom and Gomorrah when Lot and his family were escaping the burning city. God sent his angels to deliver Lot and his family. The angel grabbed Lot's hands and Lot had the hand of his wife, the hand of his daughters, and they had one condition that as, as you escape, whew, as you come out of this, uh, Sister Chris said, here's what the Lord says to them. Don't look back because God was pulling you through. It wasn't like Lot really wanted to get out of this, but God was just pulling him through. But Lot's wife did not have the strength or the faith to know that where she was going to would be greater than what she was leaving behind. And the Bible says she turned into a pillow of salt. But as God pulls us through, don't go back to the way you used to live. God says, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I am taking you somewhere. I'm speaking to someone right now, perhaps some young person, some person that's always struggled with your relationship with God. And God says, I will help you survive this pandemic. But don't look back. Do not go back to how you used to live. Just know that God is right there with you. Call us at 888-776-1238. Someone is there to pray with you. Someone is there to pray for you. Someone is there to walk you through the process that you need to know in order to make God your choice. In order for you to say, Lord, I need you. That's right, we're on the phones right now. Talking to someone, call us. We would have that phone line open all day today. Even after this service has ended, our services are on demand all day, all week. You can call and someone will be there to take your call. God's pulling you through. Come on. He'll never walk out on you. Say no never. No never. Ooh. 
us pray. I want to pray for you right now. Call a neighbor and a friend. And if they miss the service, you can go on our website and you can get it on demand at any time. Amen. I want to touch and agree with you right now that you are coming through this. <laughs> send a text, send a message and says, I am coming through this. Yes, you will. You have to declare it before it happens. Amen. Before the testimony has been complete, you've got to believe that God will give you the strength to come through this. Bow those heads if you can. Lift those hands if you can. We are virtually touching and agreeing uh, that you can come through this. I know it has been a long time, but God has not forsaken you. Amen. Let us pray. Most gracious Father, we thank you. We thank you for this series that you have given us. Your stimulus package. It's greater than the $2 trillion economic stimulus package that Congress passed. It's greater than the checks that are being received in the mail right now. You are, as I'm speaking, sending your word across the highways and the airways, across the oceans. You are touching someone right now. You are sending hope. <laughs> you are telling them to lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Thank you, Lord. Not if, but when we go through. Not if we come out, but when we come out. <laughs> you will get the glory. You will get the praise. You know us by name. We are yours. Our deliverance is personal to you. <laughs> and we say thank you, Lord. In fact, it is already done. We touch and agree. We declare. And we confess that we can't do it on our own. And we need you every step of the way and so in that house where those senior citizens have been there for five weeks afraid to leave knowing that it's dangerous to leave Lord we comfort them and let them know that it's going to be alright to those that are suffering from this horrific dreadful virus right now maybe you're quarantined in your house we say to you that you too are coming through this. We thank you, Lord. <laughs> we thank you. Because after this, <laughs> you will get the glory. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody, wherever you are, join in with the praise team and worship God. Yes, it's it. come on. Never... Yeah. I want to say he'll never walk out on you.
listen before we share the benediction let me thank all of you again for being a part of this worship service let me personally thank you for all of the gifts that you've sown to the members of Bible Way Church of Atlas Road we're so proud of you as you have continued to sown into the ministry and support what God is doing to those of you that are members of other churches I have said for the f past four weeks that continue to support your ministry go by drop it off call someone and say how can I send in my tithe and offerings the church would need you more than ever every day we are helping someone we are providing lunches for children we are helping seniors every day other ministries are doing the same and we say thank you we're able to do this because of your support and so go and you can text to give there are other ways in which we will share with you in a moment how you can give but I just want to say thank you and know this that this too will pass I want to invite you out Tuesday night we will continue the Tuesday night Bible study series that is entitled the promises of God during a time of crisis it's the promises of God during a time of crisis promise number four Tuesday night simply says he will make a way <laughs> I can't wait to share it God will make a way in fact do me a favor for the next two days just walk around your house say he's a way maker <laughs> he's a way maker <laughs> he is a way maker out in the yard he's a way maker knowing that God will make a way thank you for being a part of what God is doing and we pray for everyone we pray that God will continue to bless you let us pray the benediction now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with us all now tomorrow and forevermore it's in your son Jesus the risen Savior's name we pray and give thanks and no matter where you are or what you're doing stop and lift those hands and say amen amen God bless you thank you for being a part we will see you again virtually on Tuesday amen like to thank you for your continued financial support to the ministry of Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Here are the following ways you can give. Online through My Connections via our website bwcar.org by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256 or recurring through our automatic draft through your bank account or My Connections. Thank you for joining us. We miss your beautiful faces. Please stay encouraged, stay connected, and stay with God. Again, we want to say thank you for being a part of this service. Please share this with your family and friends. And remember, you can always reach us if you need prayer 
you need to just to talk to someone, call us here at any time. Again, thank you. Stay encouraged. You may be shut in, but know this, you're never shut out. God can get to where you are, no matter where that may be. Thank you. God bless. God bless.